That's not the right one. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. Week 14, we have four weeks left. I'm excited, you're excited. It's not a bad week. We've been complaining a lot about the uh we've been complaining a lot about the uh what calls it the the cards, the slates, whatever you want to say. And this one isn't bad. It is a hard ton, disagree. A ton of, ton of <laughs> road I I think it's it's better than it was better than last week. Although it's we have better than last week, sure. I mean, I guess I when I think of bad, I'm thinking like everything is pretty on the nuts, man. It's really close. I, you know, I did not, nothing jumping out at me, nothing super obvious, uh, very near, you know, very narrow edges, uh, all over the place. It's, uh, it's going to be a tough week. It's going to be a close call here and there. Um, and yeah, I'm nervous about it, it, this. It, okay. This feels less like I handicapped the card and more like the plays I have, or I'm, I'm gambling a little this week. What is this? What we do. It is, it what, is we what we do. Well, I don't know. There's still some angles I like. There's still some actionable things. Uh, like I said, there are three games that are pretty much off the board right now, so we won't spend a ton of time on those because we would love to get to the Monday night game this time instead of just skipping. And la- granted, last week was weird with double Monday and a Tuesday. This week, we actually have a pretty good Monday night game. We have a good Sunday night game. And truth be told, we have a good Thursday night game. So maybe from a gambling, betting, sports investing standpoint, it's a little tricky uh, to to get too involved here. From an entertainment standpoint, there's a ton of good races coming down to it. And truthfully, the the AFC North isn't is in question at this point. With the you know the Browns having the Browns have a shot at the Steelers late. Like you know if if they can play up. With all these Steelers injuries, that that could come into question. Obviously, the NFC West is still up for grabs between a couple teams. The uh, man, I think the Saints got things wrapped up. The NFC East has been back and forth between all the poop for a while, setting who is going to be king poop. And uh, you know, the Bills and the Dolphins—that one's not a hundred percent decided. Although it would take it would take a whole lot of true Ryan to get up that hill. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Okay, that's 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 good drama. I mean, I guess usually when we're this far into the season, I have a pretty fair read on how the playoff picture is shaping up. And I agree with you in the sense that it could all get shuffled here as we come down the stretch because there's you know, the 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 inequality of schedule difficulty is pretty obvious as you kind of look across some of the contenders. Um, some of these teams have very easy roads home, home. Some of them very, very tough. Um, so it's going to get shuffled here. The uh, so yeah, the Saints have clinched the playoffs, but I don't think they have clinched the, the NFC yet. South. Chiefs also clinched the playoffs, but not the AFC West, although that may be a formality. Um, okay. Uh, did you want to make a, a quick announcement? There's a lot of big things happening with uh, the deep dive, with the uh, 
the your your new media gig as the Big chief of content. I know I wanted VP, but that that needed board approval. I was told, and I said I was just goofing. Director's fine. <laughs> but yes, as you know, and as you'll find out if you are watching this, this is very much long form. We go through everything, and if we ever skip something, it's like because oh shit, we're almost at two hours anyway, and we can get to that a different day. I've always wanted to do something a little more daily, a little shorter, a little little brevity, and uh, yeah, the people at BetSperts also wanted something like that too. So. Next Monday, we'll be starting a new stream. Be, mm, I think 11.30 Eastern is what we're shooting for. We didn't want to go too late. I know that's not technically lunchtime for you know people on the West Coast, but it is an East Coast world we live in as much as I hate to admit it. So we will be, God, I got to find the banner now. The people that are watching live, I accidentally goofed. I didn't know if I could go over to it and not change it, but Brown Bag Bets. Brown Bag Bets at lunch myself. A surprise co-host. Actually, I'm going to make him host. I'll be co-host. There'll be guests. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, the IPO is opening at $69. It's a, it's a big IPO week, but it, it should be a lot of fun. It's going to be shorter. We're going to hit on some stuff that's happening that day or very soon after. You know, some bets we're making that evening, especially as we get into NBA, NHL season, the football playoffs, bowl season. There's still golf, tennis going on, tons to bet on. We're going to hit on that, hit on any gambling-related news or anything, big topics for the day. And then, you know, it will be a live stream like we do here. It's going to be – if you subscribe to this YouTube channel, we're just going to put it right on here. Make it nice and easy for you. It's, they're going to pop up on here, but it'll be the same thing where you can watch it on Periscope, uh, Facebook, Twitch, all that too. And then I know a lot of people still do work and don't aren't able to sit down and just watch YouTube in the middle of the day. So the second I'm done recording that stream, and then, like I said, short 20, 20 some minutes I'm hoping for, it will be uploaded as a podcast as well. So I'll get some information later in the week on how to subscribe to that. But uh, definitely uh, added bonus to subscribing to this YouTube channel. You'll get some more like streams that. as more stuff is going to come down the pipeway. And, you know, uh, we had to have the hard talk with the the upper management when we, they were excited about how many people were joining us in these streams every week. And I said to Drew, I'm like, boy, I don't want to be the one to tell them that those numbers go to zero after the football season. Because, <laughs> we, did, you know, in the past few years, we didn't do anything outside of the halftime shows. So we are currently scheming up some ways to get some of the podcasts to be live. Hopefully some of the evergreen stuff can maybe have some extracurriculars to it with the visual aids. And obviously still everything else will be a podcast too, but... I don't think we're podcasters anymore, Drew. I think we're streamers who just happen to release a podcast form. I like it. That sounds fair. Um, Stream life. A lot of other exciting information. We pivoted coming. to video, motherfuckers. Yeah. A lot of other exciting stuff coming. Uh, and thank you, as always, for uh, if, you yes. if you've already joined us live, we appreciate your uh, patronage. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go to the Deep Dive uh, Bet Sports Betting Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, get subscribed. You'll know when we go live. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to we're doing the entire podcast um, in live streaming format. You will get the information that we have uh, as soon as it is humanly possible available, which is to say live. And you can network in the chat. You can you will learn that you will learn some stuff. You can share some information. Uh, I'm sure, you know, we recognize those who really have a sharp point of view. So by all means, join us. Oh, and, uh, you know what, too? If you are in the chat, 
Uh, we learned a lot. We, we did. Well, we did the Captain Jack thing last week. And by the way, thanks to him and everyone else who was involved. That was awesome. It was fun. If you haven't seen it, go check that out. If you have four hours, it was a long stream with a lot of guests. But he he kept saying to give the thumbs up. He says that helps with our stuff. So if you're on watching on YouTube, do do the thumbs up thing. I guess that helps. Like it'll cool. help make us easily searchable. So hopefully we get some thumbs up. And yeah, should we should we get right into this thing? Bang. Look at that. And this was a user <laughs> suggestion. He said, can you put up banners? We did. We should. Should we do a sound effect too? Let's, let's think about it. Sound effect when we go to the new, the next game. Um, yeah, let's talk Thursday Night Football. Uh, one of the better Thursday Night Footballs we've had in a while. Very excited for this game. The New England Patriots are taking on the LA Rams at SoFi Stadium. Uh, interesting little wrinkle. To start off this handicap, the Patriots flew to L.A. a day early before they played the Chargers last week. I'm not sure if you caught much of that game, but uh, I think it's fair to say the Patriots went scorched earth on the Chargers last week. It was 45 nothing. Um, a lot of that was special teams craziness, which is, you know, to say Charger football. Um, giving up a block kick for touchdown, okay. giving up a punt return for touchdown. Um, yeah, a bit of a deceit, like not to say that New England was uh, not the right side again, and not to say that the Chargers did anything right, but a bit, a bit of a deceiving box score because of some of the the special teams gaffes that can turn a game right on its head. It, essentially, it, it took a a bad blowout and made it into a horrible blowout. Yeah, and uh, and I think uh, what Cam Newton had under. 100 passing yards or something insane like that. Um, most of that was on one pass to uh, Gunnar Olschwitz. Uh, so it was a weird game, uh, but a decisive victory for the Patriots nonetheless. My point really was that they went out early to get their bodies acclimated to West Coast time, get a little sunshine, enjoy the uh, beautiful Southern California weather, uh, and they decided to, to stay. They, are, they stayed in uh, at UCLA campus. Uh, over the course of this week uh, that has allowed them the opportunity to get a focused week of practice and preparation in um ho Sounds hopefully like there there practice practice and preparation uh hopefully they got their treatments in because there were a lot of guys on that injury report <laughs> it was a long one uh, i think there are 18 players questionable for this one for the patriots not a lot of them matter um the one I'm most interested in is, uh, and they're kind of they're the kind of goofing with people. I, I think they're just thumbing their nose at the league a little with some of this, where they they have those those so high, like oh, we're just going to put everyone on everyone on questionable. Anybody with a sniffle is unquestionable. So it's probably a little overblown. But to be fair, I do think the staying on the West Coast thing might be a touch overblown. Like it definitely helps, but are we saying it's worth? a full point to the spread because it's been back yes. down. So I, I, I guess it probably is worth something. I'm not sure if it's worth a whole point. This is going to be a much tougher test against a team with an actual adult for a special teams coach, uh, a grown-up coaching the, the team. And and really, you know, this is a, a team who every week just kind of surprises me as far as when I look at the numbers and like, Oh man, I want to bet the Rams again. What like what why does this keep happening? And it's it's like they're a good team. I don't I don't realize how good they are. They're not getting in that conversation with the Chiefs and the 
and the, you know, the, the Steelers, the Saints, the Packers, they're not getting in that conversation. Maybe they probably shouldn't, but they're, they're the top of that next tier. They're a very good team. When, when McVay can scheme against a lesser coach and make things work out to his way, make, make Jared Goff look okay, which is kind of the, the key to winning there. And their defense is playing up. They have some very good defensive players. If there's any mismatch on with the offensive line across from them, or if the if the you know the receiving game is very yeah, dependent on one receiver, like it's really circled around one guy, and they can shut him down with you know Peters. It's it, it is a really good matchup, and all of a sudden the Rams are just well they they're a bet on team more than they're a fade team for sure for me, really. And like going forward, I'm I'm thinking about adding some of them to win the NFC because. Basically, I don't see them getting out coached a ton in the playoffs. Basically, the, the Niners won't be in the playoffs, and the Rams will probably get the three seed. And this year, there's no goddamn difference between a two seed and a three seed, really. It's just based, basically you play one, a little bit of a tougher team. Right now, it would be Tampa in L.A., which is a team they already beat on the road. Presumably so, in round two, though, you don't want them to go on the road. No, it it's it sucks to go on the road like that. That is the difference between the two and the three seed, but that was always there. I'm saying there's there's a difference this year because the the buy isn't there for the two seed. Like that that's a major difference yeah. for me. Yeah. No, I don't hate. But yeah, that. you'd you'd I still rather be the two seed. I looked at the schedules. It's it'd be tough sledding to pass the Packers. But it would be. I, mean, yeah. I don't it's, think it's, it's doable. No, no, they need to win the West and have a home game for sure. Um, I don't hate that. Uh, if the Packers end up in the two seed, they match up pretty well. If they go to Green Bay, <clears throat> they're built for the outdoors. They're, but they're built to to play in the cold. Um, if they have to go to the Saints, we know that they can do that. They've they've gone there in the playoffs and pulled off a, a win, right? In recent memory, um, can't remember what happened after that. Then they go up and play some a really good coach in a really big game, and they just got their their clocks cleaned. You have led me to my best. I found a cheap, cheap-ish forty-five. I got forty-five minus thirteen, under okay. forty-five. So uh, everything I said nice about the Rams was their defense can shut down a team. They can play up. Yes. They can get cam pressured. They can shut down a receiver. And really, you know, the Pats' offensive line. Here's a good point in the chat. The Pats' offensive line was good last week. But I would say it's up for a tougher test this week, and I think they will be able to. Mm. They will be able to. They will be able to pr- pressure Cam a little and scheme against this offense. I, I would think the Rams cover, but I'm much more comfortable with the under in this spot because I do think we see more of that where they're able to out scheme McVay's offense and they keep this low scoring. This could be a boring game, and honestly, I, I'm excited to watch it, and hopefully, it is. Yeah. Okay. There's been a little push pull on the total, which I'm surprised by. You know, I I thought this was going to be one way action under. I, th- I thought the 45 would was gone and it popped back a little for me. I was happy. Yeah. And you know why I, I'm especially surprised? Because like I get the move in for New England. Uh, if I gave you neutral field power ratings here, I would have this at like three. Uh, I don't think there's much home field advantage. So I agree that coming in from six and a half to five and a half was fair. Five, four and a half even. I mean, this is a pretty aggressive move on New England. I am not a part of this. I haven't gotten involved in this one, even though I've been, you know, kind of inclined to bet New England this week. Um, But the total, you know, the the fact that it's gone up a little bit while New England money is getting bet in, that implies that like somehow New England's going to score more than we think. I don't buy that at all. Like this is New England's probably eyeing like, hey, we need like a twenty to 
17 kind of win here. I don't think that they're coming into this game expecting to go, um, you know, be able to score a couple special teams, defensive touchdowns again, and, and really, you know, put up a big number here. Cam Newton in general, uh, he's accounting for a absolutely ridiculous percentage of the Patriots touchdowns. I'm not sure if you saw this, but he's up to 11 rushing touchdowns. Now they have a total of 27 offensive touchdowns. So he is accounting for over 40% of the Patriots touchdowns at this point uh, on the ground. Um, that's pretty cool. It's sustainable. Yeah. Well, it's probably it might, it might be, it might be, but it might be, but um, when they get in the red zone, they're much better off with just run, 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 run than trying to throw it. Cause his accuracy is not great. Um, his deep ball lacks any kind of touch. I don't see how they're going over the top at all in this one. The wide receivers can't get much separation because this is a very good secondary. This is going to be all about what can the Patriots do to scheme the running backs open in the passing game uh, short, short stuff over the middle get the ball out of his hands fast don't let Aaron Donald be the disruptive factor um and I do agree I think Belichick's defense is going to have a nice day uh the Rams offensive line is a mis- is, a, is a mash unit at this point um they lose their center they lose their their key left tackle Andrew Whitworth uh now you can get a little bit of pressure on Goff it has been tough for the Patriots to manifest pressure this year but with Lawrence Guy back in the lineup with more reps for Chase Vinovich uh, they actually are getting a little bit of pressure. They were effective getting home to um, uh, to Justin Herbert last week against a decent offensive line. So I could see uh, the Patriots' defense having a nice day here. They're definitely playing up. Like they've they are improved dramatically from some of the low points we've seen from them this season. Um, and credit to Belichick for getting them coached up. You know he's coaching up replacement level players to play very solid football. And I agree with your your look on the under. I'm gonna wait for a halftime play on this one. I believe. Um, but I think uh, I did took tickle a couple of props. Down. Took tickle a couple of props. You want to guess what I took based mm. on my whole breakdown there? I mean, are you just gonna go Cam rushing over? Mm, I did not. It was a big number. That was a big number. See, that, that that's like what I wondering. It's almost an under at this point. Forty three and a half. Swung yeah. too far. I thought that too. I didn't play it either way, but it was a big number. Yeah, I would probably look to some. Well, the Rams running backs, it's such a weird split. So those numbers are going to be goofy. If you wanted mm-hmm. to take an under there, I would probably take an under on any Patriots receiver that you could get. Yeah, for sure. Without question. What, what did you end up taking? I took uh first, I took under golf passing yards. That was 272 and a half. Um, a I make that 249. <laughs> it is a lot. Um, especially because, you know, Patriots are going to try to take away Cooper Cup. Um, that's how they've been getting it done late recently. I would guess that that's their focus defensively. And Stefan Gilmore's playing well. I think he, uh, maybe you just put Gilmore on cup or Gilmore on woods, either one, take both of those guys out of the game. Uh, hopefully JC Jackson is healthy. Um, so I played under two seventy two and a half and a half for, uh, Garrett, Jared Goff passing yards. And I played, uh, over 19 and a half receiving yards for James White. So I think uh, we'll get a couple of catches for James White, uh, as I believe the running backs are going to have to be featured in the passing game here, given how strong the cornerbacks are for the Rams. Um, Patriots plan for their playoff lives, too. They're still on on the bubble. Like, there's a path that gets them into the playoffs, which is crazy. Um, But it's a long shot. Yeah, I dig it. All right, I'm on the under. You've got some props. Maybe I'll find a prop I like, too. I like some props. Well, I usually do props when I'm not involved in the game, but yeah, the hell with it. It's I'm running out of Thursday night games. There's only like three left, so. Okay, your turn. I'll cherish them. I'll, I'll, I'm going to dig in, see what I can find, and I will tell people, you know, we always preach shopping around, but Christ, 
if you bet props and you have a lot of outs, shop, shop, shop. There's, I I looked for one. This is a losing prop I bet, but it was minus one forty at like the first three places I looked. I got to the next place minus one ten. Yeah, eyes lit up. Then, like, yeah, well, no, no, it was a different one, but a different losing prop. But then, uh, <laughs> I and then I get a little further down. I, I was excited about finding one thirty cents better. I get two books later. I said, "Well, I'll check these last ones." It's like plus one fifteen. Like, there's massive differences wow. in some of these. So do like do that. do spend the time, shop around, make it worth, make the juice worth the squeeze, and yeah, let's get on to Sunday. Okay, why don't you frame this uh, Sunday game for me? Tennessee at Jacksonville. I guess at the beginning of the year, we framed a couple of teams as not having the rosters to compete, and we really did circle in on Jacksonville and Pan the Panthers. And I do believe uh, the coaching really, really, really coached up in in uh, Carolina, and obviously the addition to Robbie Anderson was massive. And even with the injuries to McCaffrey, they – they outdid our our expectations. Jacksonville is probably underwhelmed our expectations. We were shooting for like a three, four win season. They won their first game. They're absolutely <laughs> hunt for, for the one the one spot drafting. They might get rid of the coach. He's third favorite, I think, to be fired. <sighs> you know, this is a bit of a lost season. And you know, and, and then they've Minshew Mania didn't last nearly as long this year. It was it was. It's like how global warming is affecting things. Minshumania is shorter every year. Thanks, Al Gore. And then we got the, the juice, the juice Luton era, which was rough. And to be fair to Glennon, he's he's been a fun, a, like a, a fresh breath of fresh air. As far as <laughs> like, I mean, if you're a Jacksonville fan, it's been better. It's like, well, at least these games are like watchable. They're they're doing something because they do have some good young receivers. This isn't a team that's completely devoid of talent, but man, the, the defense that was a couple of years ago is just so gone. And then on the other side, we've been kind of harsh. Maybe maybe our Arthur Smith hate from two years ago is finally, it just took a while to ripen. It took one year of high variance, and, and now he's finally A lot of credit, though, this year. Boy, yeah, is that not still, right. Yeah, it, it's, still, it's still a good team. Um, and this is going to be a theme. We did this Sunday. We're going to do this today. Lots of road favorites this week, which is hard. It's hard to bet on, but at the same time, you know, you've got one team that's probably should be tanking. You've got another team that is in the midst of a race for the, the, the division title, and you've got a high ass total. So I I don't have strong feelings on at this at all. Uh, Dory Jackson was on the practice field today. This has almost become a running what? game. Yeah, he was out. He was. I saw video of it. I absolutely believe it was his spot. So he finally did practice, which is huge because it's been week after week. They say like, ah, he he might. This might be the week. And then there's like, no, I scratched. He's not out. He can't play. He's uh, like he he's a big part of this defense. He's a big part of why this defense stinks. Because when you lose an important piece in the secondary, like you're you're just gonna have trouble all around. Especially they lost the linebacker to a gross, you know, elbow injury. It it, it has gotten thinner through the years, so or through the through the season rather, not the years. I 
got like there's going to be a lot of these seven seven and a half point favorites that are going to fall right into the teaser like territory and the you know the rule of thumb is if you take the four kinds of games the home favorite the home dog the away favorite the away dog like the least sexy is always this road favorite laying points in the road and then teasing it down it's tough the total is very high which is also not conducive to teasers more variance more scoring but at the same time um i might tease this like tennessee's outclassed them even with some of the results they've had lately like this is low on my list for teaser legs but it's it's on the list I don't I don't see them just stopping the run. I don't see them stopping the receivers for Tennessee. And we'll have to see on some of the injuries, but this if the injuries hash out all right, it's it's an okay teaser leg, I think, even at a high total on the road. Yeah. I mean, I think after Tennessee was so lackluster last week, they could give you an A plus performance this week. That wouldn't shock me. Um, I thought about laying the points. I am inevitably stayed away from this game. Uh my numbers make it eight. Seven and a half, not at huge value. If this got to seven, I'm probably playing it, I guess. Um, I don't hate the teaser leg option either, but uh, no real strong opinion on this game. I guess just hanging on, hoping that Tennessee hangs on for dear life uh, in the AFC South, which you still have a shot. Solid, I feel about that. I need, I need uh, Colts to take a couple L's here, man. That would be real nice. Uh, let's keep moving on. Dallas, Cincinnati. Uh, my guess is that Brandon Allen is not going, which means it's Ryan Finley time. Uh, on top of that, more losses to the Cincinnati offensive line. Does it matter? Dallas can't get a pass rush. Um, Dallas's defense could not get off the field against Baltimore. What a weird box score. Did you do a box score deep dive on that today? What a weird box score. Dallas managed one punt, uh, only had one turnover, yet got 17 points somehow. Like they, they way, 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 way underscored what they ought to have. And a lot of it was missed field goals. A lot of it was just untimely third down futility. Um, I didn't think the Ravens played that well. <laughs> Obviously, Lamar, Lamar Jackson had an amazing day on the ground. We kind of expected that going in. Like that was the handicap on why the Ravens were the right side. Um, but other than his production on the ground, that was a real lackluster effort from the Ravens. But they won and covered easily. Got that second half team total thing. Um, but and and this game, I mean, I could in one hand say clearly dog or nothing like Dallas doesn't deserve to be laying points on the road. Um, but the way that Cincinnati is falling apart at the seams in every possible way, uh, keeps me from taking them here. 42 and a half seems low, but who's to say that Ryan Finley only gets, you know, like 10 or 13 points. Like that's entirely in the cards. Um, even as bad as the Dallas defense has been this year, both teams realistically should be thinking about 2021. I have no idea what kind of effort you get out of the guys to take the field on Sunday. Um, this is an easy one to skip. Any disagreement? <laughs> hey, I don't have a lot to add that you didn't already say. Like, just it, this is awful hard to to justify Dallas laying points the way the offense has looked. You know, it, it moved, and then that's part of the box score. Like, they moved, and then they'd miss a field goal, or they'd move just you know barely, and then and then they the you know the drives for 
Baltimore were long. They were a lot of running, and I don't blame them. Like once they started to run the ball, they're like, oh, like the, I I don't understand why they ever threw the ball unless they get it to a long third down. Like and even then, maybe think about a run because just gashing them at times. The the first Lamar run was just looking for what well, you're looking for linebackers in that picture when he's running like where is everyone where are they where are they where's the defense like where episode nine of the field? Dead, oh, yeah. like, yeah. what's everybody what's where going on they just go? like they, they went, went up, up, see, went up the middle on that <laughs> it yeah. wasn't even like he yeah like i'm not sure if people went to the sideline <laughs> earlier what happened yeah, that, <laughs> there, there were some definite deficiencies in the and that's where i would be afraid to take and lay the points because you know even with Ryan Finley, they have a nice young receiver. They have a couple of okay, okay running backs that could. You know, the scheme is not as good. The skill is the skill level of the running backs is not as good. The scheme is not as good. The offensive line, not as good. Not nearly as good. Even with Baltimore's beat up line, so it's hard to make comparisons. But they mm-hmm. still should be able to run the ball if they if they watch that game. And they don't try to run the ball. I don't know what they're doing. And I guess maybe try to evaluate Finley, but yeah, no no chance I'll be getting involved in this. And that total's pretty bang on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, most interesting wrinkle of this game is um, right now, these are your third and fourth teams for the draft. Two, nine, and one, three, and nine. So whoever loses this game finds themselves solidly in the Penny Sewell sweepstakes. We think Penny Sewell probably goes third, right? Yeah, I guess it depends who lands, but uh, the other two teams probably being a little quarterback hungry or a possible trade. I don't know. We're, we haven't made yeah, our Jets, Jets and Jags. Jets and Jags take QB one, QB two. Period. Uh, so. That third pick will be valuable though, because you might somebody might want to trade up for QB three. Penny Sewell obviously would make a great fit for Penny Sewell. Might be a, like a team changer for fifteen years. You know. Yeah, yeah. That I think Cincinnati and the Chargers both make sense for Penny Sewell. I don't know that Dallas drafts him. Dallas probably just takes the best defensive player on the board. So maybe. That's their their incentive. They want to win this game because they don't care about picking third, fourth, fifth. Who cares? Um, I don't think they've law have any. I don't think they have any disillusions that they're out of the NFC East playoff race. Do you? No, because they're not. I went over that with somebody today, and it's like, man, you know, the Giants have that two game whatever if you want to call it a two game lead, but they have the. The, the tiebreaker, the two game sweep of the, the football team. So essentially they'd have a, you know, they have that nice, that's the, that's the balls. Like that's a Trump card tiebreaker when you have a, the, uh, the next team up is the team you swept. But I looked, I'm like, there's a decent possibility. The giants go one and three down the stretch. And I'm like, can, can Washington go two and two? And then I'm like, could Dallas go like three and one? Like the, there's you know, wilder things have happened. So I don't think anything's decided. It's probably the Giants to lose. Like the Giants go two and two, they win the division, I believe. Wow, <laughs> which is something. Wow. Okay. Well, let's talk about the Giants and let's talk about fading them because this looks like one of the two losses. Uh, do you want to tell me about this position you took earlier this week? Yeah, off the board right now, but I did but grab this on the. Oh, Dane Jones is bad. Everybody seems to be in agreement on that. That is the thing. And sometimes it's there can be a pretty big uh, consensus across the the market, the media, the whatnot, saying, you know, Danny Jones is playing, but 
for some reason they're still if they're not announced they'll take a game off the board which i don't know just just put the number up like it's That's not going to change yeah. that much so it is off the board at most places i laid minus two and a half with arizona i'd be fine laying a three there even on the road I, I think the shoulder stuff is still a bit of an issue but arizona Arizona has proven they can play with some people with if they can if they're not playing up against a bad coaching mismatch it's a it's an above average team like they're not a great team but they're an above average team that should beat an NFC East team even on the road especially if Danny Dimes is back and I have to believe he is I'm, I'm treating it as is if he is there's the added bonus that possibly he doesn't have full mobility and he's not, and you take that part of the game away. He that's been a big part of what's made him successful or semi-successful is some of those designed runs. If he's not full speed, Danny, that makes it even worse. So I was fine with just, and this is just a power numbers play. Like I couldn't make these teams all that close. I'm taking home field away, even though it's a West Coast to East Coast travel. There's not a lot of home field left. It it's rough. Uh, looks like somebody says Fanduel has it at minus two and a half, forty five and a half. I don't know if you have. I mean, I've said my piece. It's a numbers play. Arizona is better. Even even if Bradbury can shut down Hopkins, I think they'll still be able to move the ball a bit. Even though that was kind of the the key was last week. Peter shuts down Hopkins. Arizona can't win. But the the other part of that puzzle is the two guys coming up the gut for the Rams. We don't have that in New York. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey smothers Hopkins and Aaron Donald up the middle. P, yeah, D E, yeah, D E D dead. I guess I look at uh, what I don't know. Yeah, if you have a thought on the total or anything else, there. No, I agree with you. I like Arizona on this one. I haven't played it. I'm waiting for it to come back. Um, I would still like it at two and a half. Obviously, I think eventually this closes three. I think the Giants. I mean, I I was a little hesitant to get involved in this one at first because how because of how badly Arizona has been playing down. Really, like they should be on a five game skid. <laughs> like they had that one fluky win against the Bills. Otherwise, four 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 out of the five, last five they've lost. Some of them not competitive. Um, but that said, they still are a better team overall. They still have some defensive players who are talented. Uh, going up against a limited Daniel Jones, getting under a field goal. I'm. This is a good bounce back spot. To me, uh, I will probably be on Arizona with you once that reopens, but haven't played it yet. Total at 45 seems low because I think Arizona can probably get to 30. That's fair. It's not a bad team total either, I guess, for Arizona. Uh, what, what's it, what's it going to be? 24? It's like 24, 21? Yeah, That's something like, like that. Yeah, tw- 24 would be a play, I think. So. All right, on to better on to better games. Bang. Houston, Houston, yeah, Houston Chicago. Chicago. Really interesting contest here. Um, you can't tell me that Houston shouldn't have beat Indianapolis last week. Driving yeah, late. I, I can't do it. Down six. Ball inside the 20. Fluky fumble takes them off the board. Um they still had to convert the touchdown, obviously, and it's tough when you get that close to the red zone. But the way the way uh, Watson is playing right now, uh, I very much thought they should have won that game against Indianapolis. That was a disappointing loss for them. 
Um, not that it matters much because they're out of the playoff picture, but it would have been nice to hang another L on Indy. Uh, that said, Houston now heads to Chicago. Notably, uh, Deshaun Watson has played well against Chicago in the past to send some sort of a message that maybe they should have drafted him over Mr. Trubisky? Question mark. Um, I think the debate on that has been settled. Watson is the better quarterback, the better future pro, maybe a top five player in the NFL right now. Um, and on a better team, uh, very much would be in the MVP race this year at the level of performance we've seen from him. Um, that this is not the same Chicago defense that we saw earlier this season. They have crumbled via um, just attrition from injuries and scheme, you know, being figured out to a degree. Chuck Pagano has not instituted any wrinkles to, you know, save what. What it has not been working for this Chicago defense the last couple of weeks. They also lose a heartbreaker. Um, clearly should have beaten Detroit in that game. Fluky stuff happens at the end for them as well. They gave away the the loss to the Detroit Lions. Interesting little, and there's a bunch of these this week, by the way. Uh, interesting little round robin of teams. Um, Houston goes to Detroit, and they are two and a half point favorites. Detroit goes to Chicago, and they are three-point dogs. Now, Houston goes to Chicago, and they are one-point favorites. Does the math check out on all that? Is Houston the right side here, or should this game be a pick -em? Is it too close to call? Did you make any action? I have not bet this game. I probably won't bet this game. The total looks a little low. Houston's so much better just on the basis of Watson. I'd lean that way. This is a tough, tough handicap. Yeah, yuck. I don't know, man. Like, Watson missing some skill players is, is not as good. It's rough. It's a better defense, probably, than Indy. It, it's like the same game, kind of, except the Bears aren't as good on offense. It's almost, you know, it, it's a, a an above-average defense missing, again, some of your skill players from seasons past and from this year through injuries, trades, and suspensions. But he's the best player in the game in, in that game, you know, he, I just don't know what you, I guess it depends the whole game. If you're going to get into this one and I won't, the whole game is how you feel about the Houston defense against Nagy's play calling and Nagy, the, whether it's laser or him. And I don't think, I think it was just him calling laser plays. Like, I don't know if they actually gave him anything. Like it, it it's the same thing. It's been rough. Like the sequencing, the play calling, the scheme, the the everything about how they've ran this offense has just been awful. Like we needed absolute garbage points out of them, real garbage points to get that second half over the other week versus Green Bay when they were down, you know, many many touchdowns. It just doesn't move during neutral game states. They're not good. Anybody playing a, a normal, you know, average or above defense can seem to just sniff out these plays that are just like they're just obvious. There's no misdirection. Teams know what's coming, and that's a bad recipe. So, like, I'd want to play this over if you told me they were going to call some better plays because they have a good receiver. They, they, they're making some things happen with Corderell. I think finally he's actually showing that he probably never a receiver. He's just like a really big running back, or kind of a I don't know scat back's the wrong word, but like a, a change of pace guy, third down guy. It's 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 such a hard pass for me. Just because I, I don't know, it's like the Houston defense doesn't impress me, but then you're going against the Chicago offense, which has not impressed anybody ever since 18. Um, 
worried. I mean, I guess what's keeping me off betting this game uh, really was Houston's entire second half against Indy. They lose Cooks to the concussion, and it felt like their offense kind of came unraveled. Um, we knew in the absence of Fuller, it was going to be tough. They just they're running out of healthy bodies, um, and I don't know how they get it done necessarily in terms of getting into the you know the high twenties here, Houston. Uh, even as good a matchup as they have Watson against this Chicago defense, which is slipping. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I just I don't have any kind of good read on this game, and I'm probably not going to bet Chicago the rest of the season. Uh, Mitch Trubisky makes them more of an over team than Nick Foles, though. So this 45 is probably a little low. I see there's a little bit of wind in the forecast, 12 miles an hour. Uh, if that creeps up. Although Soldier Field, there's been a couple of windy days there, and the total really wasn't impacted much. So I think it has to be really bad wind to matter at, at Soldier. Yeah, sometimes it depends on the stadium situated, and I'm not an expert in that by any means. There's some people that know. I'm just I'm too dumb, I guess, to mm. lay out the Google Earth and figure out the, the wind shear on the coming off the top of the rafters. Fair enough, fair enough. I guess at the end of the day, I'm surprised that this wasn't just – Closer to three for Houston. Like, I'm sure they're getting plenty of Houston money, don't you think? Who's walking to the window and bet in Chicago now? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if just they're not getting much action on either side. Yeah, that could be. That makes sense. Yeah, because of the receiver. So, hey, you want to switch games? Let's do it. I'm not sure what that sound effect was. It was but, a bang. Uh, I just downloaded like a bang noise. Oh, did you, you know, did you hear the bang before you downloaded it? Yeah, was it bad? It sounded like somebody dropped like a um, a tire iron onto a tire that was on the ground. Oh, we'll we'll, tr- we'll try again. We'll we'll, we'll come up with something else. <laughs> okay, that that works for me. Denver, uh, Carolina. Yeah. Lay lay this one out. No, I again off the board. Uh, the De- <laughs> Denver still poor Denver. What they did to them, and I guess it was their own damn fault for not wearing the masks. But that was uh, again. If you haven't heard us say this yet, that is a game you should not include in anything that you're looking at for team, league, any history. That was not a football game. Uh, getting getting a quarterback helps, but uh, again, it's it's not a good team. They have a decent defense. Traveling, though, they don't get the – I believe that was like our last vestige of home field was playing cold weather slash altitude. You know, and, and later in the season, that's not easy. But this is in Carolina, who uh, Christian McCaffrey's a no-go, which, again, I don't think we've seen, like, a big, massive difference in how this offense operates when he's in or out. I mean, a, a difference as far as the play calling and, and sequencing, scheming, whatnot, but I don't think it's been, like, tragically worse. Like, they, they just – it might even be better at times when they're just getting it to these these two outside receivers that have worked out pretty well. And even in the absence of Teddy there, they, it wasn't terrible. So Carolina's a team that can seemingly hang with anybody. They got inside the number at Arrowhead. And, yeah, you could say Kansas City played down. But uh, what what was this number for it went off the board? Did you have a grab on this? Uh, I saw three and a half for Carolina. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close to that. I I don't have a ton of interest in this. Um, with that secondary, I mean, did you have a total? Could we make a case for an over here? Yeah, probably. I think the total is forty five ish, forty seven maybe, uh, forty seven. Yeah, 
Car. I don't know, man. I the DJ Moore, my, DJ Moore issue. Whatever. DJ Moore got hurt and then he got COVID, so he's probably not going to contribute. So you really only have um, Robbie Anderson to worry about. The problem is AJ Bowie just got suspended, right? <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts in this game. Oh, I uh, forgot he, about been the playing Bowie well. thing. That doesn't help. Yeah, well he's been playing well too, and now he's gone. So Robbie Anderson's going to run amok here. Um, Drew Lock and and Jerry Judy. Not on the same page last week. Jerry Judy coming out after the game, making some comments because obviously I think he worked hard to get himself in physical shape to take the field and didn't get did he get not get targeted once? Um, weird, weird, weird primetime game between Denver and Kansas City. All told, um, had the right side on that one with Denver, but that's probably the last I'm going to the well with Denver this season. That was it. I think that was their Super Bowl. They played up, they lost. Tempt, it's over. Tempted your fate and got away with it, and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Christian McCaffrey uh, re-injured his hip. It was the quad, I believe. So quad? it wasn't. The, it's so the injury he was out for is better, but this is an injury he suffered last year that he tweaked or something. And I mean, really, at this point, Not I great. don't blame him for. I don't. Well, I don't blame him for playing it safe. He might be, you know, he might be. If this were. Oh shit! We need three wins, and we can win this division. He might be playing this week, but with a little quad strain in a situation like this, I don't blame him for sitting out. So, um, yeah, if the totals okay. if the totals forty five or under, I might have to look at a few things and think about the over, just because the anybody seemingly can match up okay with these secondaries, especially if we out now. So, any nervousness things, at all about minor, the minor league? You nervous at all, though, with an over, given that uh, a couple weeks ago, Carolina pitched a shutout against Detroit? Was that just fluky? How did they do that? I mean, it was Detroit just shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly. <laughs> okay. And that, and the, not, not only did they pitch a shutout, they threw two interceptions in the end zone and still oh, won right. 20 nothing. That that's was right. That was a, an aberration of a game. That was awful. Okay. A um, couple of important pieces maybe out for the Carolina defense, though. So I could, yeah, I could see an over in this. Uh, yeah, it's uh, over, over is the only look I have here. Yep. Let's slide down to a game where we actually have action. How about that? Yeah, sure. We take it away here. Minnesota, Tampa Bay. We have Minnesota amazingly has snuck into the playoff picture. Did you notice that? Are people buzzing in the uh, No, no in nobody's excited. Is there, like, is there a buzz? Is there a. Is there a, a buzz, a electricity in the air? We're back in the, the first seven seed. Like that's embarrassing. So participation <laughs> ribbon, participation ribbon of the triple. Didn't you guys start one and five? No, that's uh, you're thinking uh, Chicago starting five and one. But I don't think oh. they were one and five. I think it was like two and six. Like it wasn't. One it's been four. a nice comeback. And truthfully, uh, so here's the thing about Minnesota. Yes, they've been winning some games, but. Over the last God, Dr. Eric said this the best. They went into their by one and five. Well, yeah, maybe they were one and five, but they the last three games they have outscored their opponents cumulatively by one point. Wow! And they and they and they still won two out of the three. Well, they were probably some tough competition, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they had to take the Jaguars to overtime to get it done. And to be fair, that was a nice drive at the end by the Jaguars to get that the two pointer and get the over 50 and a half. God bless their hearts. But the, the Panthers at home yeah. in a in a game where they gave them uh pick six, fumble six touchdowns or 
two fumble six on consecutive plays, essentially. And then they had to, oh, the Vikings had a miraculous comeback. No, dude, that's like throwing yourself down a well and then miraculously climbing <laughs> out. Like, oh, good job. You did it. Like, they, yourself, they, yeah. they put themselves in that position. And then the Cowboys game was hilarious. <laughs> because like the Cowboys haven't beaten anybody and they're so beat up and everything's going wrong. And Minnesota makes them look like the 94 Cowboys on offense, just going down the field on them. So yeah, the Minnesota has been, yeah, they have won two out of three and they've won they went, five. Yeah. They've won. They've actually, you know, with the green Bay game, which is something they yeah. have won five out of the last six games. Yeah. They we're talking about a team that started one and five and since gone five and one. Uh, and now sits at six and six because that's how math works. Um, no impressive wins whatsoever in that five and one stretch yeah. outside. Of yeah, the they, they should have won those games by more, but that's indicative of bad teams turning they the ball. Would have over. lost the Bears game too if oh, yeah. if if Nick Foles is fi- is five inches shorter than he connects with Anthony Miller. I think at what the end are you, of that are you one? talking about his height. No, I'm talking about his ball placement. It was if it was like five, six inches shorter, I think he connects with Anthony Miller. Um, but he's you know he's big Dick Nick, and so he overthrew him, and uh, they lose that game, nineteen to thirteen. Okay, well, I guess from a power number standpoint, this is the one game on the board that perplexed me the most. Yeah, we had I, this conversation early in the so week, and you you tried to make a Minnesota case, and I'd love to hear Minnesota it. Minnesota at six and six is playing like an eight and eight team, maybe a nine and seven team. If you want to just isolate, since some of their younger defensive players have gotten some reps under them, they're playing like a nine and seven ish team, which is a little better than league average. <clears throat> so their power number is around zero. I think that's. I don't think that's controversial. Okay, Tampa Bay is in the top upper echelon of the NFL, but clearly not in the top tier. Uh, right now, I think I have them power rated like sixth or seventh. Um, and I have them three and a half points better than an average team, which means the difference between Tampa and, Mini- and, and Minnesota is like three and a half. And yet this opened six, it got up to six and a half. There's been a lot of momentum that this may even touch seven at some point. And I can't get there anywhere close from a power number standpoint. I brought this up to you and Suman the other day, and you guys made some very fair points. I didn't end up betting Minnesota, um, but this number is bad. And a bet on Tampa Bay, especially at this number, is a bad bet, in my opinion. I don't. I just. I don't think that there there is line value in laying the points with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is coming off of a buy, and they hold almost all of the trump cards when it comes to matchup advantages would you agree i would agree what uh, what so are the most you're, important you're kind of leading me to another bet which I'll, i i will close i will close with this bet so the the, the tweet i sent out this morning about like uh, cuz i joked about this a few weeks ago with someone uh, just on air i think it was dr eric and rufus on the pinnacle show we were looking up like who is the Vikings leading sack gainer sacker. Who is it? And I mean, it's, it's, uh, it it's the guy, no, it's the, it's the linebacker with the awful name that I can't say, but, uh, if Eddie, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah if and then if you, but if you actually look, it's not him, it's Ndakwe who has been traded seven weeks ago. What? He, he has had, he had five sacks when he was with him. 
And nobody on the team who's played the whole 12 weeks has been able to surpass that. With, I mean, obviously, it was it was hard losing Daniel Hunter. Danielle, I almost said. Daniel Hunter is very important. He was an up-and-coming star on the defense in the NFL. And losing him and not having Gakwe is, is awful rough. And this pass rush is absolutely toothless. What we've seen for issues with Tampa Bay is when Brady's under pressure because he has the mobility of a fire hydrant. So, it, <laughs> you know, yeah, there, there were some issues with the offensive line, and it sucks. But if you're if, if the offensive line is a little dinged up and you're you got some people in and out like yeah that that's not fun but now you got Tampa off a bye mind you yeah with the offensive line getting a little healthier and the D, and you know the all these all, like basically all, all these pro bowl receivers they have and tight ends and everything sure. and, a, and a pretty good coach pretty good quarterback and a terrible Minnesota secondary that can't pass you know can't rush the passer it's gonna be Tom's gonna be so comfortable back there, and I get where you're at with the power numbers because I can't quite get there anyway, uh, as well. But I would say I'm I'm on, I, bet, I bet the over anyway. I bet the over because Tampa should be able to do what they want when they want on offense, and we I think we're gonna get I think we're gonna get the garbage time Kirk, and that's where if you do want Minnesota, I think whatever you can get at halftime might be a good bet or live, like. Once you get to that point where it's like, all right, Tampa looks like they're going to kind of pack it in a little here. Okay. Whatever that Minnesota live number is, that might be a gift because garbage time Kirk is a magician. He's going to have – when you look at this box score, you'd be like, man, Kirk had a good game, and then you find out like 175 yards and two touchdowns were in the fourth quarter against backups. And, uh, again, there's uh, uh, Murphy Bunting. He's bad. Like if there's a soft spot on that defense, it's the the right cornerback. And if you want to get Jefferson a shitload of garbage time yards too, I'd love to see yeah. him break the rookie record. He's on pace to beat Anquan Bolden's record if he uh, can keep this up. So it'd be like awful a, cool. It'd be awful cool to get him some points. He and, should be uh, getting some more rookie of the year consideration, is what it sounds like. He's he's second favorite at most books now. He should be closer, Which, though, I think. Yeah. Oh, I, I I I agree with you, but it's awful nice to see him getting some. Getting some commendation in the, at least in the betting market. And I'm sure he'll get some votes and that'll be cool. But if they can get him going against Mr. Bunting, I think uh, Minnesota can do their part and 51 and a half is low. And again, I think there's a case to be made for Minnesota live, maybe not sneaking in the six and a half point back door, but sneaking in like a, a big live back door. I like that. That's a great strategy. I, this is my favorite game in the morning. Now I'll probably watch this almost every snap of this game. Not a lot else this morning in the morning really interests me, but this uh, that late that that breakdown was solid. I think uh, the points are valid. Uh, I don't know how you're getting pressure on Brady, which means he's going to pick you apart, and you're gonna. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, and honestly, the Tampa Bay defense is overrated to a degree. Um, you can beat them over the top. Jefferson should have a good game. I like all of that. I like I like it. Yeah, all. Jefferson props, Jefferson DFS. That might be some. The fun only stuff. yeah, the only issue would be is if um, Zimmer decides, hey, you know, we're just gonna run, 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 and play keep away because our be defense mad. can't keep up with these horses. I'll be I'll be bummed if that's how this I'll goes. Okay, let's keep matriculating down the card. <laughs> and there it is, Kansas City. Taking on Miami. Do you want to tell me how stupid I am for betting the Dolphins in this spot? I don't think you are. It's it's almost like the Patriots spot where they go down there and it's 
it's still warm down there. You know, you have a warm, humid game later in the year. Is it in a fun, in a fun town? I think it's going to be kind of still. Like, I know it's December, but it's still nice in Miami. It's awful hard not to go. Eight. Yeah, it's still going to be a hot day. Down there. Oh, it's, it's gonna be 80 degrees during the game. Oh, baby. This team, warm. this team is not at the point where they're like in the top, top tier of defenses yet, but it's getting awful close and they're showing flashes of it. You add a couple more pieces, and this could be the best defense next year. I don't see how Kansas City plays down this week, though. With the gift they were given by the Washington football team to put them back in you know, decent enough contention because Pittsburgh has a couple of losable games yet on the schedule. They have a decent shot at sneaking up and getting that one seed. You know, again, it didn't move them into the one seed because the loss was to an NFC team and it doesn't hurt the tiebreaker. That is the AFC conference record. So Pittsburgh with a, if they tied at 15 and one Pittsburgh would be your one seed. I don't think Pittsburgh wins out. So Kansas city, knows how important it is to play the playoffs through Arrowhead. If they want to repeat, they got to get games done like this. They can't play down here. I I don't think they play down. I'm not excited about laying the points. I do think this defense is very suspect and can be beaten. It's no matter what I'd I'd actually be more worried if it was Fitzpatrick. I think uh, if you're betting Miami, you'd almost rather see Fitzpatrick or at least some part of the game having Fitzpatrick and I, I don't mind it. You're getting a touchdown here at home against a team that can be beat because they they can't they can't afford to. There's four games left. There's no more look aheads. They don't you don't look ahead when you have four games a quarter of the season left. Not when you're in position to do the one seed. There's there's just no chance they'll they'll play down enough to lose. But I I don't know if uh, sevens. I think sevens a bit much on the road. Even for an elite actually, team, it's probably better. So taking Miami yeah. doesn't sound terrible to me. I actually got seven and a half, so I feel even better. Oh, yeah. Um, that's again, great. again, you know, going back to the top and how this is a tight week, I made this game six and a half. I had seven and a half available. I bet seven and a half. Um, capture the seven. That's really all I can say in terms of why I think there was an edge here. Um, I'll make it 5.9. Oh, see, there you go. Nice, man. We're not that far. Um, the points you raise are valid, uh, although I would, st- I still like the Chiefs are playing down week in, week out. Like at some point, that's just who you are, right? Uh, I don't know that they're busting out the good plays for this. They do have what would qualify as a look ahead in any other context next week going up against the Saints. I mean, that's, you know, that would be your, you know, that's your uh, market implied Super Bowl preview next week. New Orleans versus Kansas City. To whatever degree they may be thinking about that game as opposed to thinking about this game against the Dolphins, I think is advantage Dolphins. Tua uh, has not been impressive so far. He had one good game against the Arizona Cardinals. Everything else has been hit or miss. He's been good and bad in within game. Like it's just no consistency really from him in terms of solid performance. It's been tough to watch at times, but other times looks promising. And I do like the weapons that they have. I do think the Chiefs' defense is overrated. Um, and if you can, you know, in if you can cover the Chiefs' wide receivers well, and you know, I think Byron Jones and Xavier Howard are capable of that. Uh, I think you can keep this, you know, within a score. 
which is really all I'm asking you to do. And I don't, you know, I don't want to be too narrative e here, but didn't it just feel like the like the last couple of weeks? Didn't it just feel like the Steelers were just like dying to get like just we we need to lose. We need to just lose it and reset. Like they wanted to get that one off, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I don't off, think right? I don't think they need to bust out like the good plays and get like they're moving nice against Chiefs everybody. Feel like they need to get a no, loss out of the way too, man. The, the Chiefs the Chiefs feel like a an electric elite offense between the twenties. They are gobbling up yards, and I think yeah. they just. If I'm the Chiefs, all I'm working on is red zone execution this week. If they clean up their red zone execution, they go down to Miami and drop 40. Like they can. Right. They just they're moving so easily through the middle of the field through everyone. Their red zone execution's been shit. It's been a lot of field goals. That's we're not used to that. All they need to do is clean it up, work on some more schemes down by the goal line. They'll be just fine. But again, it's still a tough game to lay that many points in the road. It is. <laughs> uh i may end up feeling stupid about this because obviously you know there's there you know it's one thing to take 14 points with the broncos seven is, is starting to get a little narrow a little 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 tight here it's a little tight so i don't know i don't don't feel great about this one but i did bet miami at seven and a half at seven there's obviously a lot less value i don't know that you're not i, I would guess you're going to see a seven and a half again what do you think mark can come back a little at some point the market, the market seems a little checked out in Kansas City, especially it's a lot, it's a lot of points on the road still. So, and if you want to bet road favorites, there's plenty of other ones that you're not feeling down on right now. So, I don't know well, if the seven and a half will pop back. Without looking, um, when was the last time the Chiefs covered? Mm, they didn't cover the Denver game. They didn't cover the Raiders game. They had a bye before that. They played the Carolina before that. They they got backdoored on that. Um, who who'd they play before that? I don't know their whole schedule in my Skip head. Skip the Bucks, which they also didn't cover. Yeah, the Bucks game was uh, that, that got back. Yeah, have. that got backdoored. To be tell you yeah. the truth. Um, yeah, so that's four games and a buy in there. That's five weeks already. Yeah, you got to go back to week eight where they covered against the New York Jets. Yeah, I, and I think yeah, you pay you pay a premium on these games. You pay a premium to bet these Super Bowl defending champions and whatnot. That is that is still an impressive run of four wins without covering. <laughs> All four, I think they covered. They didn't cover the teaser leg last week, right? No, they didn't. They didn't cover. They covered. They didn't cover the teaser yeah, leg. Yeah, don't, don't tease fourteens down. Yeah. Uh, 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 not no bueno. Um, okay. Well, I think we covered. We gave that one. It's uh, it's it's fair uh, shake. Uh, I will talk through the. Indianapolis Colts heading out to Sin City. The Vegas Raiders are a mystery, man. They're an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Um, two weeks ago, play down, you know, they had a low, a pretty clear low spot. They go to Atlanta, they're three point favorites, and they just get shit housed. They have a good bounce back opportunity the following week against the Jets. They accrue an 11 point win. They're dominating every phase of that game. Head into the fourth quarter, concede four, 14 points, I think, maybe 15 points, whatever they do. They concede enough points that they're down by four. And it's like, how in the hell did this happen? Jets look like they're going to get their first win. The Raiders are, this defense is this bad. And the defense was playing great to that point, too. Like Cleveland Farrell 
show decided to show up. He had a couple. All of sudden, two, uh, year, two years plays. late. He just decided to play now. Hey, I'll, I'll play, draft play all of a sudden. Yeah, I'll play today. Uh, he was great, but uh, they, it's like they don't have enough bodies, and they just ran out of gas. The defense got tired, uh, and they sucked uh, down the stretch. And um, they called a weird but, blitz. And they called, and that the Jets called a weird blitz. Yeah. And uh, and the rest is history. The, the Las Vegas Raiders escape with their lives. They are still on the fringes of the playoffs, and they now find themselves home dogs to the Indianapolis Colts. Um. I think if I had been, if you'd given me the opportunity three weeks ago, after you know, after they played so inspired against the Chiefs, if you're like, "Hey, uh, Colts are uh, three point favorites coming to Vegas next week," I would have been like, "Raiders for all the monies." Like, yes, this this team is this offense is not, so much. Not the points, this. straight up. Yeah, or, straight yeah, absolutely. Up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this, this this offense is so much more talented. They're gonna get what they want, and and uh, uh, you know the Colts defense is overrated. Um, blah 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 blah. I can't find myself. I can't find it in myself to get involved with the Raiders this week. This has been bet out from two and a half to three. There's even more value here now than there was. I think this is all. By the way, like this is money line or nothing. Like forget taking three points. Right. Like the, if you're you're either. Um, you're either, you know, the Raiders are either competing and winning this game or they're, you know, they're getting, you know, they're getting schooled by Frank Reich because he's such a good coach. Um, yeah. And it's just a thing. It's like, save yourself the juice. Like, oh, I, yeah. don't, I don't think, I don't think, you know, we talked about the, we just talked about how the Chiefs, it's come into play like every game or if you bet all those teams money line, you'd be, well, don't bet the Jets money line ever. But if you bet all those teams money line, you're, Oh, and oh, for whatever. And if you bet all those teams against the spread, you're undefeated. This is one of those where you just bet the when you bet the money line, you're you know, you're betting 100 to win 125 or whatever this is. Whereas you're laying the 10 cents to get the three points. I, I, I would just probably take the money line in something, yeah, like, especially a high, higher, variance game. Yeah. high variance, high totaled game. So, yeah, I yeah, agree with you there. Absolutely. I'm I'm a little checked out on both these teams, but uh, Vegas, <laughs> Vegas defense has been has been horrific at times. And again, a weird box score of the Atlanta game. No one's ever – I don't know if anyone's ever played a game that poorly. We're just like – like it was like a comedy show. Like, oh, we're not doing well to start with. Atlanta's probably going to beat us. Should we just make this hilarious and just turn the ball over? Like, <laughs> yeah, like a goddamn three students. Three and a half quarters, yeah. Yeah. It was it was rough. Like that was rough if you were a Raiders fan. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Hey, <laughs> got to use the sound effects finally. It I was it. it was it was rough, but um I guess it depends how you feel about the Clell if, if Farrell gets healthy or gets gets after it again against an offensive line that used to be something we talked about so much. This is the best offensive line in the league. It's not anymore. It's not a weakness yet, but it's not a strength anymore with the injuries they suffered. So this offensive line is beat up, and if we can get some pass rush, we've got a quarterback who's pretty horrid against uh, against pressure, as in throwing interceptions against a bad defense horrid. Like If you can take the Raiders' defense and turn it into a strength in this game, they probably win. They're at home. They get after Rivers. They get bad Rivers game, and – Raiders might win by ten. I don't. If they see don't it get happening, no. really if, if, if they don't get pressure, you know, Rivers can probably pick this defense apart, and they yeah. lose by ten. That's where you know, make your mind up, lay the lay the lay the three, or take the money line. Okay. Uh, how about another approach? Why? Why in the ever loving f is this total fifty one and a half? 
Should it be 54? <laughs> I I ran my numbers and did a double tick. I was like, what? wait, 50, 51? I was like, am I looking at the right column here? Um, I don't 100% understand why this is low. I think this is a pretty obvious overspot. You have no weather. Uh, you have the Raiders returning home after being on the road for two weeks. You have the Colts defense indoor team going to an indoor stadium it's yeah yeah it's this is just a this feels like it's going to be a pretty comfortable environment for both of these quarterbacks to do whatever the hell they want i don't think we're going to see a ton of pass rush from either of these defenses the raiders offensive line is getting healthier probably this you know maybe see a trent brown sighting in this game uh shockingly um i think that Carr is going to have a ton of time he's got a healthy set of wide receivers there is nobody on this um colts defense that matches up against waller there's nobody that has the speed to cover uh rugs uh i think that you know the raiders are going to get into the high 20s here colts i think can absolutely answer every single time it's asked um i don't know why this is a low total i don't think either of these defenses have much to offer i think the total is going to depend on vegas's Success on offense. They need to keep pace or be ahead to keep Indy going. You don't want Indy slowing down because Indy, I, Indy's I, I don't, key. That's kind of the and, key, right? Right. That's the key. Yeah. I so, don't see Indy stopping them. I really don't. Uh, yeah. Over, over nothing for me. Uh, I don't, I don't have a lean on the side. Like I, I like Indy here, but at the same time, the Raiders play so up and down. They, if the, the Raiders at, at peak, if this offense is clicking and cars hitting guys and the, the pass rush comes to life against a beat up offensive line, the Raiders could win this game. So I don't like the side at all, but um, the fact that I believe that that is a possibility does help me with the over. If the Raiders can be alive at all on offense, this over is very much going to get crushed. Um, do you want to guess what the average score uh, in the desert Roomba is this season? 56. The average total know. number of points scored? Yes. It's quite a lot higher. Uh, actually, not that much higher. It's almost 69. Yeah, basically, basically, basically 60 points. The average score in SoFi Jesus. Stadium is like 29 and a half to 29 and a half. Um, so good job. Good job, offenses. Um, yeah. I think all, oh, one of them did go under. Oh, Raiders Broncos went under. I remember that game. Ugh. Yeah. I had that over. Broncos just didn't help at all. They scored like six points or something. Fucking stupid. <laughs> they had 12. Yeah, no, I, I like this over. I might I might take this one on or get in live. Okay. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's move down to the opposite story. Off the board, really? Why is this off the Don't board? Don't you remember what's his name? Uh French guy said so. And it was what? like it's I can't I don't know. I'll pull a bookmaker right now. Sorry, guys. Maybe let's uh, let's consult the chat. Maybe somebody knows something. Yeah, Chad, um, help us out here. If pull up your books, do you have this on the board right now? If you do, also Wilson COVID. No, Shut, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm joking. I did. Oh, it, all right. So it's thirteen and a half forty-seven. Bookmaker has it up. It was off the board for okay. a little bit. Okay. Um, I like under forty-seven in this spot. Don't love it, but uh, I have a tough time seeing how Seattle bounces back given the quotes that we've heard from Pete Carroll this week. Do you want to recount what we've heard from Pete and his infinite wisdom? It's the, this is the week that they need to get Chris Carson rolling, <laughs> which means they don't cover this. Can what you mean? help me? Can you help me flesh out why that's absolutely idiotic? 
because this is the one thing that the Jets are actually good at. Like out of anything, it's like yeah. Quinn Williams like, is their only legit blue chip NFL player. Period. They're like a really bad superhero with like one stupid power that doesn't make any sense, and then it comes in handy at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. he wants to run against us? Yes. We got this, guys. We got this. You're yeah, not running on us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they yeah. will be able to stymie the run when you should be going over the top on their ass. You should be attacking them across the middle. They have linebackers who can't cover. They have cornerbacks who can't stick with DK. And I just, 13 and a half is too much. But again, I think the under, if you're going to fade Seattle, the fade is to the under. Under that, yeah. I feel a lot better about that because you, you, you have two avenues. You have two avenues for that fade. You have two avenues for that fade. One avenue for that fade is they shoot themselves in the dick and call bad plays. And the other avenue for that fade is uh, Russell Wilson doesn't look quite right. He doesn't look very comfortable in the pocket. The offensive line isn't playing very well. They're allowing pressure. He's taking sacks. He's making mistakes in the passing game. Tyler Lockett isn't healthy. He is not playing well. Uh, he basically just has DK. It's, it's only the DK Metcalf show in the passing game right now. So, you know, it's possible that Seattle's offense is just deserves a downgrade in general. And, oh, by the way, Seattle's defense, they've been playing well. Uh, it's not really like they lost to the Giants because the defense got gashed. Like when the Seattle was losing games they shouldn't have lost earlier in the season, it was because the defense couldn't, you know, hold a cup of water. Like now they're actually playing relatively well defensively now that they're getting healthy. I would guess that the Jets have a tough time moving the ball here, even though we are seeing some chemistry develop between Sam Darnold and Jameson Crowder. Um, Jets maybe, maybe they find something. You know, maybe they have, maybe they have. Uh, an extra gear here. Uh, I almost want to take the Jets on the money line a little bit just because I feel like this might be the one for them. This could be, this could be the one. This, this could be the one. This could be the one. It just, it's going like, to be like one one long bomb to, you know, Crowder and... Yeah. And, yeah, the, and then not? Seattle just can't adjust like last week. So If Seattle can lose to the Giants, why can't Jets? You know, if, why not us? Why not? Why not? Why, why can't? Why can't us? Um, also, worth noting, the Jets may look better defensively this week than they have in weeks past because they have dismissed yes. um, the black Greggy, hole that is Greg Williams. Greggy W. Yeah, Greg is gone, and they defense may respond to that. Honestly, they may play up in this game. Honestly. Um, uh, the weather looks gross. Uh, the um, yeah, yeah. The the Jets' offensive line is not doing great. The Seattle pass rush is going to get home at times. It's going to stop drives. This under forty seven might be my favorite look across the entire card. To be honest, I'm loving it. You might have talked me. It's a better Seattle fade than taking the points, and it's a lot of points. That's that's saying something. Yeah, but I mean, the, you take the Seattle points because every Seattle game is a coin flip. Doesn't yeah, that's fair. They never played a flips. normal game. <laughs> they only know how to play coin flips. They'll play down somehow. Okay, let's move on to Green Bay, Detroit. Uh, wow, seven and a half. This is holding at seven and a half. That is surprising. What do you make of this? I mean, I'm... I'm on market, aren't I? I got to double check this one again. Detroit, Green Bay. 
No, I make it like six and change. Hmm. Really? Hmm. I don't know if I have my Detroit downgrade in there yet. This is one where I don't think I did anything. I don't think I've adjusted Detroit's number for like two weeks, just based on the based on the injury stuff. Where I don't know where to put this number. I'm just staying away from Detroit games. We we're blessed to get a nice number on Houston second half in the uh, Thanksgiving game, and from there, I've just kind of ignored the fact that Detroit plays in the NFL. <laughs> um, yuck! This this game sucks. Green Bay, but Green Bay, Green Bay's playing. Yeah, probably a teaser leg. It's a high again. It's a road favorite. It's a high total, but at the same time, I mean, Green Bay lost to Minnesota. That's that's something. I don't feel like it's the same thing at all. Uh, we need we need more updates with Detroit. It's still Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. We need more Detroit injury updates. And what if, if Galladay goes. Yeah, if Galladay goes, I probably wouldn't tease this. Not not in Detroit, not laying that many points. Like Detroit would be live against this defense, although they can get some pass rush from a few different places. So eh, yeah, we'll we'll check into the injury reports for Detroit and it, it might be a uh, it might be a Green Bay teaser special. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't have a strong read here. Green Bay is kind of uh they're kind of cakewalking through the softest part of the their, their schedule is just soft as as baby poo anyway um and sure enough another huge favorite on the road even um green bay tends to play down to, at detroit for whatever reason i can't ever really remember them going in there and just going scorched earth uh they tend to just let the very detroit end of hang. One <laughs> did they cover on that i can't remember did it go over the total i'm trying to remember um but yeah, no, they 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 don't play their best in Detroit for whatever reason. I can't really tell you. Um, but this is a different Aaron Rodgers than we've seen take the field in Motown over the last couple of years. He's playing so much better. He has so much chemistry with these wide receivers. Devontae Adams, there is no way to cover him uh, with who the who you will have out on the field if you're yeah. Detroit. Um, it's, been, it's been rough for the Detroit secondary this year, and they, <laughs> if that's what they're going to do against the Bears' offense, I would think Green Bay would be able to put up some points. I, I'm not a Daryl Bevel fan by any means, but he's more offensive minded than Patricia, I would suppose. So uh, maybe a little boost, but again, I don't think Galladay's going. I don't know if Swift makes that big of a difference. So Green don't Bay think probably he does. Green Bay names their score. They might get backdoored on this. Like the, this is this is a decent teaser leg. Um, probably probably staying away. It, it's near the bottom of the list with the other teaser legs, but uh, it, it's in the list. It made the list. You have some Saints to win the NFC, right? Yes, a little bit. Mostly Saints to win the division. Yeah. Um, they have a tough schedule. They do. Down the stretch. Uh, any interest in filling out your portfolio with the Packers, in addition to you, what you mentioned off the top, feeling frisky about the Rams. Packers no, could I, have the one. If the Packers have the one seed, and, and, and this thing goes through Green Bay, who's going in there and beating them? What's worse, and I guess it, it's different now with no fans, but it's the South. Like, will Louisiana just let them do whatever they want? So, what what's tougher, going through Lambeau or going through the Superdome? That both tough ass pass. I, I don't like either of those, but. Then, Again, the, I think the Rams just match up so well with so many teams. I don't hate the number as the 
basically the third favorite in the league right now. But yeah, Green Bay, the sleepwalking is a little troubling for me too. If you're looking to back Green Bay, like it feels like one of those where it might catch up to them at the wrong time, and the wrong time would be the playoffs where the two seed <laughs> has to, well, you know, the two seed has to play essentially the, the last wild card, which would be, uh, I don't know, a Minnesota team that already beat them. Or a Tampa, you know, if Tampa loses a here or there, Tampa could somehow end up in the seventh seed. That's not a seventh seed you want to play. Tampa's Yuck. schedule down the stretch is really easy. Their last four. That, that's fair. They probably do end up as the five or six, but it's it's still like uh, Green Bay, just because they're two seed doesn't mean it's a cakewalk. Yes, you're at home, but I mean, these are teams that can beat you. I mean, look what happened against Tampa last time. Obviously, that was outlier performance on both sides, but. I don't feel great about Green Bay to win the conference at all. Wow. Okay. Interesting. All right. Just curious. I don't have much of a take on this game. That's why I asked. Uh, let's talk about uh, Atlanta versus the LA Chargers. Um, amazingly, amazingly, as bad as Atlanta has been this year, as untrustworthy as they have been week in, week out, they are two and a half point favorites on the road against the Chargers. The only explanation for this is that the Chargers intangibles specifically their coaching and um special teams is so bad that it maybe accounts for five points against the spread it could be that bad 45 points 45 points (laughs) and yeah i mean the chargers shouldn't be the way that they played this year the statistics they've accrued they should not be dogs in the spot but they're also seemingly quitting on their coach I can't advocate backing the Chargers, even though the price looks wrong to me. Um, and similarly, uh, who in the world is laying the points with the Falcons on the road at this point? <laughs> I do not know. 49.5 as a total is about spot on what I would make this, maybe a hair low. But uh, the Chargers played so poor offensively last week, and they're going up against another team that's kind of defensive and focused in Atlanta that I can't get involved with an over here. Do you have a, a lean one way or the other on the side of the total? Yeah, these are just two teams. We talked about this last week. We, Drew and I, each won 1.1 units on the Chargers last week by not betting the Chargers. <laughs> our power numbers said that the Chargers yeah. should have been favored by, what, three did you have, roughly? Yeah. I was, yeah. I was close to it. We said yeah. it should have been Chargers minus three based on who they, how they are playing, and we – we did not lay that, and by not laying minus one ten, we actually won won some money. So it was it was a nice stay away. And Atlanta's kind of the same team for me. Yeah, they've they've had some nice weeks. You know, the the Raiders week where not only were they gifted everything, but it, you can like they took those gifts and ran with them. Like they looked good when they had the ball. They were you know turnover. It takes two to tango. You have to force a turnover as well. You have to take advantage of it. Like they're a talented roster as well. So just. I'm not backing Atlanta as a road favorite, and I'm not betting on the Chargers right now. So, no thanks on either. Like, it's pretty simple at this point. Like, the market is close enough on these where I'm I'm not interested at all. Wow. Okay. Interesting. And then again, the total the total could end up weird. You could have a just an outlier performance by either team. Either way. Yes. <laughs> if this game could, if this game was a 10-6 game or it's 35-38 it wouldn't surprise me. I have I mean, the, char- very, yeah, very the Chargers the Chargers will find they've found ways to concede touchdowns almost every possible way. 
And, and now you have Lynn taking over the. But yeah, there's there are there's probably a way to concede a touchdown that we haven't even thought of that they'll figure out this week, uh, and it'll be the backbreaking one that costs them the game. Um, Anthony Lynn, it does feel like the quit is in the air with the team. They're they're done. Yeah, I don't Lynn. I don't think he's coaching it. next year. They might they might just do the nice thing and let him coach out the year, but and then just be like, oh, they parted on mutual terms or they agreed to let him go. But yeah, bad. Bad franchise right now. Bad owner. Bad coach. Bad special teams coach. Bad team doctor. Medical. <laughs> yes. Bad, um, bad barber. Herbert. If you remember the Herbert haircut. Everything. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Good okay. Call um, another one where I got a little line value here. I caught this one at seven and a half. It has moved to seven. I'm talking about the New Orleans Saints who head to Philadelphia. Um, didn't I? If you didn't get a plus seven and a half here, I wouldn't bet seven. And in fact, I would probably wait until we get confirmation one way or the other on Drew Brees. Uh, Because if he is confirmed in, which I'm guessing he is, then I think this goes to seven and a half. Um, This this is an interesting spot. Philadelphia obviously has played down all season. A lot of that has been the performance specifically of Carson Wentz. And guess what? He lost his job. It's the Jalen Hurts show now, and Hurts may not be. He may be the, be the fourth best quarterback in this draft. That's entirely possible. He may not be a future starter for ten years, Hall of Famer. Who knows? Go to the playoff. Who knows? Um, but I can tell you what I think of him personally and his ability to um, make fewer mistakes uh, and take you know take points off the board for Philadelphia. Uh, I think he's going to be an improvement over once genuinely and his mobility uh his you know his ability to elude the pass rush given that they have so many issues with their offensive line i think is very positive um new orleans this is their third week in a row on the road uh by far and away the least lowest motivation of any of the their recent games um by far the uh the biggest look ahead with kansas city coming up uh by far the biggest test for drew Brees. Uh, with cracked ribs outdoors against the D line that's got some horses. Um, I don't, I mean, if I'm Sean Payton, I'm not exactly sure why they would throw Drew Brees out there. Like it doesn't, it makes I, sense. Yeah, I didn't intuitively. know if they just wanted to give him some reps before the Kansas City game. That's my, so he's not, that's I mean, my read. I, I, my, that's my only read on this is they want to get him some time. And I, I think now that we've seen Taysom as more than just coming in gadget wildcat running. Like if they get a lead, they will be quicker to pull Breeze and be like, "Hey, let's let Taysom go in late in the third quarter because we're up like sure. if they're up well, if, if they're up like seventeen, and that's where Philly might get back into it if they if they take the same approach on defense and kind of lay back. But so in in maybe even in a close game, you will see like a Taysom drive, just be like, let's give Drew a, a rest off the out of the halftime, give him an extended halftime. I don't I don't know and. Like I agree with you. I don't hate taking the seven and a half, but with the uncertainty at the quarterback on both sides, I don't have a strong appetite for this game. Um, I do have some. I do have a pop quiz for you. I don't know if you looked at this yet, but uh, what would you put uh, Hertz passing total at for this for this game? One eighty-five and a half. It's at two fifteen. That's really. A bunch. Oof. Yeah, it felt high. His rushing yards really is 
Uh, do, what, what do you think rushing yards? Hmm. 35. 45. Wow. That is not a lot of respect for the Saints defense, which is pretty That's clearly top what three. I'm in saying, huh. <laughs> huh. And it's been playing up again in, in a low spot, but it has been playing up a bit. So who knows? Man, that's surprising. Because, I mean, they're only expecting Philadelphia to get, what, like 17 points? <laughs> yeah. Or I guess they're in that they're in that gray zone between 17 and 20. Um. Hmm. And, it, and it sucks with the breeze thing. Like he's not going to like, you're not going to get a good read on this during the week. If you want to find out if he's playing or not, because even this morning, like the news was he's not practicing, but he's like, he could play. It's just like, uh, he won't practice. And it's because he had broken ribs and a punctured lung. And he's been here for 15 years and he knows the offense and he doesn't need yeah. to practice. So it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like a, who is the wide receiver who shot himself in the leg? I feel like he did this. Plaxico Burris. Pla- like Plaxico was he the one who was like questionable, like doubtful every week? I, yeah, he that does sound right. He would never. He'd like practice. He would never practice, and then be like, "Oh, he's practice? playing." Yeah, he's, talking I about think practice? he was playing, talking about practice, but yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they sat him out. I would. I I don't know if reps are super important for again a guy who's played there for fifteen years under the the tutelage of Carmichael Jr. and. And you know Sean Payton, we had we found out who the who the offensive coordinator has been for like the last eleven years. Couldn't couldn't have picked him out of a lineup. Nope, still could. <laughs> still can't, even though I see his picture. Yeah, yeah, it's a blurry um, picture. So all right, yeah, uh, I, I, not a lot of not a lot of appetite for this one. Okay, so might be a good I, live, again, again, a I good live this, game. Again, I made this six and a half, and it was seven and a half. Something like so this. I took seven and a half. I make it. Um, I make it nine. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's keep moving down then. Washington football team, San Francisco. Again, an interesting little uh, swapping of opponents here. San Francisco and Washington both played on Monday night. San Francisco was a loser. Washington was a winner. And Washington now heads out to the desert. This is in a neutral field in Arizona. And they are three-point dogs. San Francisco was not impressive against the Buffalo Bills. They had virtually no answer for what the Bills were trying to do in the passing game. And actually, they gave up some, they got gashed on the ground a little bit from time to time, too, which was surprising. They couldn't generate much of a pass rush. Um, who's to say that the Washington football team can't continue their winning ways? Yeah, they're playing up. And it, I mean, it, it still is the Niners who are missing multiple important pieces from this team. And I mean, who who actually has something to play for here? I mean, if you look at the playoff standings, it would be awful tough for the Niners to play themselves back into the playoffs. Are they Granted, five and seven? Yeah, they're five and seven. Like it, it's basically win out because yeah, they need uh, to be finish nine and seven. They would have to finish nine and seven. It'd be it would be really tricky. So I don't know. Like, it, do you do you want to? go for it if you're the Niners. I know you can't tank and you can't say, uh, let's lose mm. games, but the motivation is a little low, not only from the players but the coaching staff. It's tough. This is a rough one because you can say like, you know, Washington's playing for everything, but they're still not a great team. Like, uh, And that Gibson injury, that's that's turf toe. That could be multiple weeks. Yeah, That, 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 that turf toe, that. Of, of all things, turf toe might have given the Giants a playoff berth. Because that might that might keep the Washington team from winning two or three games down the stretch here and stealing the division. Uh, I would if I, if you made me bet this game, I would lay the points. 
You you would. I would. Okay. Even though Nick Mullins was an easy fade. That's half time. It was against a good coach. I don't believe that Ron Rivera is still like a a great coach. He's he's got a solid front seven. They They do have a good pass rush. Yes. I I mean, how do you you, you really, are you really Um, down on like the Niners offensive line? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not down. No, on I think it. that offensive line is fun. It, it's a good, not great offensive line. I think you have a smart coach who can, who can scheme Mullins to beat that secondary because they have okay. a horses up front. Secondary is not great. They, you know, they are missing some receivers, but they still have pieces. I would think. I would think you could out scheme Rivera in this and get this done. I don't know why you'd want to win, but yeah. And it's tougher without Gibson because it makes him a little more one-dimensional. You can for Verrett and Sherman kind of suck, but I would think you could some way scheme to beat, you know, beat McLaurin. That's your game. Beat McLaurin and keep the pass rush at bay, and you win the game, maybe by double digits. So I'm not betting it, but if I did, it would be San Francisco. I can can feel the Logan Thomas disrespect from here. Oh Oh, my goodness! Oh my goodness! He had a hell of a game. He did have a hell of a game. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I really have no interest in betting this one at all. Uh, Washington, I, I'm casually cheering for Washington football team. I feel like if they make the playoffs, then Chase Young's D-R-O-Y ticket is good. Like, that's the reward for them making the playoffs, right? So I'm cheering for that, I guess. I have no stake in it whatsoever. Yeah, I won't bet this. So I, I, I will probably not bet this just so I can bet, just so I can cheer for Washington. Yeah, that's fair. Same, same, same. Okay, why don't you talk about Sunday Night Football since uh, noted Pittsburgh Bull, Andy Molitor. What happened? I mean, What's going on they, with this market? They dropped, they dropped like 25 passes over the last two weeks. And Is that bad? They've lost, they've lost some important pieces on defense. It's been a slow battle of attrition with uh, you know soft tissue injuries versus the Steelers. That's what eventually will take them down. But, I mean, right away, Devin Bush. And then you got Bud Dupree and then Spillane. And then you had a scratch on one corner. And then the other starting corner was missing partway through the game. So, eventually, you're playing with basically your top three linebackers out and your top two corners out against an Alex Smith who's starting to come around with this offense. It was a, it was a recipe for disaster unless you just catch the damn ball with all these stud receivers and call the right plays. Cause one of the play, one of the play calls was, you know, the long pass to like the third string running back. I oh, yeah. you have all these guys with all this pedigree and they've been great all year. Claypool has been so good. Washington's just solid, you know, Juju and Ebron. And then, you know, some of the play calling was a little suspect and, you know, great teams play down. They've kind of been doing it all year with some of these bad teams. But again, you've had these games like Cincinnati, where it's just oh, like we we could just play up and go scorched earth on your ass and not have to really play in the fourth quarter. You kind of, I mean, if you're backing backing the Steelers, and uh, spoiler, I'll, I'll be teasing the Steelers. Like, it, ah, interesting. It, it's, it's a good teaser leg. Uh, Josh Allen played great last week. I don't know if he can play that great every week. He's had an up and down season. He had a rough patch in the middle. I do think, you know, some of us were wrong on him as far as, you know, and I guess we did qualify it. We said, if he doesn't fix this inaccuracy issue, 
he's not going to be a top tier or above average quarterback. He'll be good, not great. He'll be and Mr. you Bisky. saw it. Yeah, you saw it earlier in the season where you would have, uh, you know, a guy wide open standing on the end line of the of the end zone, and he would he wouldn't even have a pass rush. He'd be rolling out just to roll out, which is fine. I'm fine moving around to keep the pass rush guessing. There was nobody coming on his ass. Coming on his ass. Jesus, you have to clip that. <laughs> nobody coming at wow. his ass. Yeah, he got, wow. he got X-rated in here. But there's nobody coming at him. Dark. He has time. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, he has time to stop. Not stop completely, but set his feet. And he's doing this thing where he throws the ball where his feet are like next to each other. That is not how you throw a football. I mean, some guys can get away with it, but they're in the Hall of Fame. You need to <laughs> feet and throw, you know, yeah, you need to throw, you need to throw an accurate pass. And that's what drove me nuts. Like if you back him and he does that stuff, that's maddening because it's not like he missed a tight window. It's no, somebody was wide open and he just needed to take a half a second, get his feet set and throw. And he's had some good clips. He's had some good interviews where he said, you know, I know what I need to work on. I know what my deficiencies are and I know what I can do to make this better. And he, I think he is. Uh, so against better defenses, it's still, you know, he's still not quite there at the top level, but he's, he's a top 10 quarterback right now. And you have to respect that. And, you know, the, the injury report is going to be important to me, but, if uh, if the corners are healthy enough, and I, I feel okay with a few other things, um, Connor's coming off COVID. Which I, when they told me about that, when I saw the news, somebody's like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "Well, oh, it's good. They'll just throw the ball more." I'm like, no, dude, he had cancer. I'm like, oh fuck yeah! Like he's at risk. Yeah, so good. I'm yeah, I, was, I, I felt bad. I'm like, oh man, I hope he I hope he's okay. So he's, he's fine now. That's that's a help. You know, he'd say running backs don't matter, but he's good in the passing game as well. So uh, if if the injury report trends my way, I will be teasing teasing Pittsburgh in a weird road spot. Mm. Interesting. Okay. What do you think of this total? I, I don't have a good read on the game. It's going to be windy. Yeah. So I, I actually, I'm going to play. Is that what's Pittsburgh. keeping it down, the Buffalo weather? I'm going to play Pittsburgh in this one on the money line. Pittsburgh bounces back. It's taking me a while to get here, but I'm in on Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think they're finally they're finally underrated in the market at this point. They're finally underrated in the market at this point. I'm willing to give them a mulligan for the loss to the Washington football team. It felt like they wanted to get that loss out of the way. It felt like they were tired tired of chasing perfection. This is not a 16 win team. It never was. Never was. We never thought it was. Uh, it's a 15 win team though. Um, <laughs> or 14 wins maybe. Um, but I like them this week for a lot of reasons. Um, Buffalo, I thought gave you an absolute A plus game last week. A plus. Their offensive stra- you know, their offensive game plan was perfect. They were excellent. Josh Allen executed everything he was asked. I don't see that happening again with the more uh, you know with the more effective pass rush. TJ Watt will be felt in this game. I know that the loss of linebacker Bud Dupree is not great long term for the Steelers, um, but they still have they still have, that helps. Yeah, they two it's healthy. They still have the best defensive line in football, in my opinion, and I think they're going to put pressure on Josh Allen. And oh, by the way, Josh Allen's accuracy, as great as it's been this year. If you go and isolate the games where he's thrown in wind, not great, Bob. 
and I, I know, and I thought it would be the opposite. It's going to be windy. A strong arm to cut through that, but it, it's not great. It, it, it's not great, and it's going to be windy on Sunday night. I think that's just that's all the push I needed. Once I kind of broke down the weather and I broke down the splits of of Allen uh, in in a in a neutral environment versus in a windy um, setting. That was kind of the, the tipping point I needed because guess what? There is a massive amount of in this one line value. This will look ahead was Pittsburgh minus two and a half. It's crossed all the way across zero to almost plus three at this point. In fact, we may get a plus three at some point. Um, this is a, a huge, huge misprice in the, in the market, in the game. Uh, I think it reflects tons of recency bias of Pittsburgh looking terrible last week and Buffalo looking amazing. Um, How I much think do you Pittsburgh, have Pittsburgh favored by. You take no home field, which is where I'm at now with this. One and a half. I have Pittsburgh favored by 1.8. Yeah, we're about the same. I'm almost two. Yeah, more than half, two. Yeah, you round to half, so sometimes you, you're pretty close. But yeah, that again, I will tease this just because I'm going to have so many fucking teasers this week. It's going to be awesome. But I will have a small bet on, you know, just Pittsburgh straight up. Okay. All right. There's. I get that there's a lot of red flags with this team. I get that the Pittsburgh has not played well the last handful of weeks. They've been, you know, maybe more. And, and you can make the argument this is who they are, not what we saw earlier in the season where they were thumping the bad teams. Right. Um, that's fine. I just, I, I'm not ready to buy into Buffalo is is uh, a class above Pittsburgh, and that's what this line would imply that they're almost three point favorites over Pittsburgh. That they're on another tier. That's not. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. Buffalo at their best is an 11-12 win team. Pittsburgh at their best, 14 win team, realistically. A um, couple of fluky wins in there. They'll may get to 15, but uh, just in terms of quality, uh, you have Ben Roethlisberger and you have a bunch of players around him who are absolutely awesome. Uh, I do not. I do think we see some and positive I, I think the offensive the line has played well, despite some injuries. I think the offensive line. I I, I was I was I was leery and that there'd be more of a drop off there i think it's played okay so yeah and as good as the buffalo defense is they gave up some soft ass points to the niners in the second half that really pissed me off man they couldn't get off the field in the second half against the damn yeah. nick Mullins, who was we trying to throw it into in the deep. second half Two to one almost. Bouncing. nick Mullins was throwing p- passes to their boys and they couldn't catch him uh, they couldn't get off the field. It was um, very frustrating, honestly, as a Buffalo Bills money linebacker in the second half of that game. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think three and a half. That's why I yeah. made such a I made such a case for it because I'd already bet it at that point. I'm like, this isn't gotcha. gonna last. But I, I mean, I I rode with yeah, I rode with the halftime scope. I had two to one. Had I wanted that yeah. one bad. You should have had it. Um, yep. Okay. It. Anyway. All right, you uh, take it away on the game. last one here. We are going to close with Monday Night Football. We'll do a quick, quick breakdown. Bum, bum, do you think we my Baltimore Ravens uh, are my my Baltimore my Baltimore Ravens are playing for their playoff lives. Uh, they need this win against Cleveland. You cannot expect you. You do not want uh, to be. Seven and six, with the with your ceiling, ten and six, and needing some other teams to lose to make sure you get into the playoffs in the AFC this year. You need this win. You need it badly. You were going up against a Baker Mayfield team 
that just came off their most impressive performance of the season. They were going up against a team that can't manifest a pass rush to save their damn lives. And Baker looked amazing. Wyatt Teller on the COVID list now. He's an important part of that offensive line. Really important. Maybe, he may be back. He may be back by Monday. I know he may be back. But uh, you have good enough cover corners that yeah, you can so tight cover their wide receivers. Put a body on a body, tight man coverage, and get after Mayfield with the blitz. Disrupt him. Get You know you know exactly how to bring out bad Baker. Bring it out. He is coming into this game overconfident. Uh, I think you need to teach him a lesson. I think Marcus Peters might have a couple of touchdowns in this one. I think Baltimore uh, continues their ascendance to the number two team in the AFC. Um, and I don't have a play on this game because it's because uh, I bet them 18 to 1 to win the AFC. So I effectively already bet it. That's most of my equity comes from them beating them in this spot, beating Cleveland in the spot. But I do think it's a good candidate for a secret pod play. And that is the Baltimore team total over. Do you have an early opinion on this or do we need to steer clear of uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio overs because of the potential for weather? Because who the hell knows? Yeah, that would be the part that scares me, especially it's an, extra, and a half. it's an extra day out from now. But boy, that Cleveland defense is not great. No, and we didn't we didn't really get to see, we, we did get to see it late after they got their leads like. Well, is this even prevent or are they just this bad? Like, what what yeah. is going on? So um, I I don't hate that. We might have to run back quick and look at what we think for a, a secret scope play because we didn't give one out yet. And again, we're gonna do it right at the end, and people are just gonna fast forward those sons of bitches. Um, I, I like. I mean, I do like where your head's at. And again, yeah, the the Wyatt Teller thing is he didn't get a positive test. He is a contact tracing with someone outside of the organization he got in contact with. It tested positive, so they're taking precautions. So if he has negative tests, he'll be back in, and that will be very helpful for the Browns. I, I kind of, I kind of don't have a lean here, um, just because I don't know what to do with the Browns based on you know just how they played the last few weeks and all these weather games. And I, I didn't know if I should be upgrading, downgrading them. And now if I, if I see the offense playing like that again against a bad secondary, a bad defense, this is going to be a big step up. But again, at home. And again, on the other hand, there might be weather. So to, like, yeah, Baltimore in the under is kind of my look. And yeah, Cleveland team total under doesn't feel terrible. Okay. Especially, you think it's probably a little inflated off the performance last week against a very shitty secondary. I would say Baltimore, Baltimore, this is, Baltimore brings a lot more to the table when it comes to coverage. Absolutely. Plus, Baltimore's, all those defensive players missed all that practice time. They're going to get their legs back under them with a full week of practice. Uh, you have Khalid Campbell didn't look quite right. He needs he needs another week to get right. Brandon Williams didn't look quite right. He needs another week to get right. Judon coming off of the COVID list. That's a nice nice addition uh, to the year front seven there. Um, yeah, so overall, I do, think, uh, I do think Baltimore team total over, Cleveland team total under. Either one of those is a fair look. Uh, 23 and a half for both probably, right? Yeah, it should be close. Although, remember that DM that guy sent where the the Buffalo one was just wacky? Yeah, Which I do ended remember. Up tur- it turned out right. What, uh, so, what, yeah, what, what, I mean, do you have any thoughts on uh, the secret pod play, team total-wise? I, I kind of like this. Arizona over is in play. Baltimore over. Cleveland under. 
Cleveland team total under. Okay, I like that. Just play 23 it. and a half? Under 23 and a half? Actually, let me – I have a book that opens them pretty early. I'm going to check what's up with that. I know maybe – it's 22 and a half, I'm going to be annoyed. Yeah, I'm going I'm to check this because 22 and a half does not feel nearly as good. But Monday, Monday, Monday. Who knows if they'll have it up for Monday. It is 23. 23 flat. 23 okay. flat. I'll take that. All right. In fact, I just bet it because sometimes I forget to do this. I like yeah, it. I just straight up forget to bet these. So. You also can't spell this. Cleveland. I like it. <laughs> disrespect <laughs> is real. <laughs> Did I screw it up? I didn't Cleve- see. It's Cleve- Cleveland. That's pretty Everybody funny. I'll leave, I'll leave that yeah. there. All right. Well, good job on the pod uh, overall. We will uh, be back with you to manana for Thursday Night Football Halftime. More crazy announcements, exciting stuff coming. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. We were reading all these comments. Today's announcement was cool. Wait for tomorrow. Great comments, all told. Um, You know, really solid stuff. Thank you, guys. Thanks for hanging with us. If you came to the live chat and if you're listening to this, if you want to be involved in this earlier, it is going to be every single Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. And for that... We thank you and we'll be out. See ya. Got the right one that time.